Hello there everybody and welcome to episode number 15 of Beer and Biceps. Uh, my name, as ever, is Todd Davis. This is the lovely and charming... Matt Smith. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking to you today about, well, our Oktoberfest beer special. Ah, oh, we should have had accordions. We, yeah, um, I can't say I'll add it in post because... No. Even if I could do that, I couldn't be asked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit about A. Matt's experiences, because he went over there and enjoyed it, as he talked about a little bit earlier. And we're just going to talk a bit about Oktoberfest, some of the beers, uh, and particularly the special Oktoberfest beer that we are drinking today, um, which is a which is called Paulina Oktoberfest beer. But I'll go into that in a bit more detail later on. Um we are also, 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 also going to be discussing um, the UK's health problems. Yeah, or basically how to fix how you. how we. It's get... a big, it's a big one. Today. Yeah. So <laughs> consider this as me and Matt have just been elected in as your superiors, your leaders, your um, yeah, just you know dictators. This is like a time yeah. for about three years <laughs> Actually, when, when yeah. the podcast has really hit off. <laughs> And it's turned into political points. Yeah, I don't even think <laughs> Think that. of us as the think... Jonathan Pye of the <laughs> beer world. <laughs> Thinking it through, I don't think we would have been elected, so I'm going to say... Yeah, we've seized, for seized, seized power. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, After a catastrophic error in terms of the <laughs> army and police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, by no, by no, like, we didn't mean to, it's like we always kind of stumbled into it. What and... I see is just Todd stealing Queen Elizabeth's crown <laughs> and then just... Declaring. Going, yeah, declaring. <laughs> Oh shit! We didn't even check this rule. But apparently, if you steal the Queen's crown, yeah. you get to rule. Britain. You get to rule. The, yeah, you do what you want. And all the former colonies, so they're coming yeah. back. <laughs> and then what I did was destroy the crown, therefore meaning no one else could have it. There we go. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna have a chat about. Why didn't Queen Elizabeth think of that? I know. Do you know well, fact, I, have you ever actually seen her wear a crown? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Quite a lot. <laughs> I think she did it at Jubilee and her other thing. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, we to get it. <laughs> exactly. That's when you stash it. Um, and, yeah, so, yes, that's the situation, that's the scenario, and then we're going to fix the um, the UK's health problems to boot. Um, because... I should warn you that this could get a bit fiery yeah. compared to our usual polite, <laughs> yeah. chaste yeah. conversations, which, you know, are completely suitable for... Young children, the elderly, <laughs> adorable pets. Yeah, this is not that episode. <laughs> no, that's it. We are um, we are bringing the, the the blood and hellfire to it. <laughs> or we'll just agree with each other completely. Which yeah, because actually... I, I don't want to annoy you. Because we, we, we didn't make a friend. We didn't do research so much as we just decided that like we needed to do like plan out a bit. Yeah. Which uh, so this could be a lot better. This podcast or a lot worse. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to say that. <laughs> Let them judge, and they will, for themselves. <laughs> okay, so we should probably start with the beer, as always. Yeah, um, like I say with this one, there's actually enough, and we drank, we started yeah. drinking it late enough that it probably could have survived, but yeah, why not? Yeah, okay, it's yeah. In my hand. <laughs> um, so this is a Paulina, which um, Matt's going to beautifully put onto our, onto our Beer and Biceps Facebook page. Along with the podcast, as a picture of what we're um, what we're drinking, um, which obviously you can you can you can go ahead and, and like if you could, um, but don't be needy, Todd. <laughs> do what you want, guys. Yeah, no, but seriously, hate it. Do an angry yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a Paulina, which is a well a, a German beer and one of any few that can be drunk at Oktoberfest. I didn't actually ask you this beforehand, but did you? Sorry, did you drink this one? When you were at Oktoberfest? Mm. Or anything from the Pauliner Brewery? Yes, because the first tent, the only tent where I actually got to drink inside. Yeah. Um, I went with my dad and we got there for about 12, 12 o'clock German time. It was about 11am English time. Yeah. And we decided, look, there's seats. So, And it was really exciting because it's a ma- it's like you can't believe how big these, we call them tents, but really they're just temporary buildings yeah. they're massive like I'll put some photos up but like every single one's different but we went in and um, yeah so we went to the Portland tent because it was the biggest and the most well known it was also the nearest <laughs> we it did helps. like a half hearted walk around yeah. um, it and do you know what incidentally I'd love I'd lo- I need to point this out that 
Oktoberfest is completely free to get in, yeah. and there are no queues. Yeah. Like, there was a massive security detail, like, massive, yeah, which sure. was a relief, because I thought that was, like, a number great, yeah, one yeah, yeah. terrorist target. Yeah. Like, I was really freaked out about that. Do you ever find that when you go to any form of event with a lot of people in, that you go, like, this would be a, this would be a target? Like, you know, when I went Cologne last year for yeah. the Christmas markets, I massively was so worried about it all the yeah. time. And then, the day after I got back, there was the attack on the Berlin Christmas market. Oh, right, I see. So, I was like... I wasn't like told you so because that's a nut. <laughs> but I was sort of like, <laughs> yeah. oh, but I'm sort of like, yeah. I, you know, I really could see why this happened. And yeah. it, the thing is, it's difficult. There's not much you can do about it because without completely changing the road system, you know, the, you can't because they're also na- narrow streets yeah, and yeah. like big squares. But yeah, um, security details. Security, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, it was really, really quick. And you just walked in. You compare that to a London Oktoberfest or like you know, there's the Watford one. Yeah. It's like, £20 entry. Um, I think it was like £5 standing. Yeah. But in the German one, the real one, it's just walk in and you just don't yeah. get that in England anymore. In fact, the things I didn't... I just remember walking in. Because we went to one a couple of years ago. No, we definitely paid. I remember... No, no, as in, I remember paying like 20 quid, but it was like just a flat fee and then it was like we found a table. But if you can find a table, tough shit. You yeah. know, you're like, oh, okay, that's not... Yeah. But the fact that you actually... Paid to get in. Yeah. And that was a proper... It was just a tent. Yeah. And the beer wasn't that special. No. You know, there was, and no queues. Yeah. Like, there were queues. Yeah. Um, because they had a, just one narrow thing. Whereas Oktoberfest there, it's so seriously taken and it's just... Yeah. But, like, so well drilled. Yeah. Like... That I, is I, the Germans for you, though. Well, I've, I've said in the past that, like... <laughs> Ruthless efficiency. I didn't actually think that Germany was that efficient. Yeah. But that was efficient. It was yeah. really well done and... It got you in the spirit thing. The fact that you could just walk in, you could theoretically spend an entire day on Oktoberfest and not be pushed to spend any money, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had the Paul and a um, Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. The one which um, we're drinking now? Yeah, it must have been, yeah. um, because it's the same year, so yeah. it's got to have been. Um, but I think that would have been a draft, so there would yes. be that slight difference. Yeah, um, yeah so we are drinking This definitely one. feels stronger yeah. um, and stronger tasting. I don't... Mm. <laughs> I think me and my dad had four steins in about an hour and a half. Um, yeah. And believe me, it was the waitress service slowing us down. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I say about Germany. Yeah. Fucking the, um, the service staff just do not give a shit. Yeah. Like, you go to Greece and they couldn't serve you quick enough. Yeah. Like, whereas Germany, they honestly, they like... It's like they don't work there. Like, yeah. They're like, why are you calling me over? I don't understand why you're trying to get my eye, like, catch yeah, yeah. my eye. Like, and you catch your eye. You just want to sit here not do some work, you bro. You catch their yeah. eye. Make, like, you know, I, I wouldn't normally beckon a waiter over. Like, yeah. I'm not that kind of person. I don't go to restaurants. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, like, you know, when you've been ignored for so long, you would, you'd beckon them over yeah. and they'd just be like, What's he? What's he what, want? I don't understand. Yeah. I better go serve these German-speaking people and yeah. ignore it for another thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to see they dismiss you as the Englishman. And that, that was you across are. the board. And you know yeah. what? Like, loads of Germans I met there are the most friendly people ever. It's just the service staff. Yeah. But when you're a tourist in a country, like that's the impression you get. Yeah. Because you don't speak to strangers that often. You speak to surly <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Paul Anna. It was fantastic, yeah. and the beer was really, really drinkable. Mm. Um, this is drinkable. I'm finding this, yeah. I could, it's, I mean, this one, I would say, it's strong, well, I think the first thing you noticed on it was quite strong. Mm. We are running at 6% here. Definitely feels stronger than the one we were drinking, yeah. than me and my dad were drinking, yeah. But it's 6%, but not in that kind of, like, oh, God, it's going to take a long day to get through. It's like a, it's a, it's a, I could drink this. I wouldn't realise it I think, 6%. I should explain, we're both drinking out of Steins right now. And we are. There's something about a stein that just makes you drink faster. Because yeah. yeah. everything's bigger, so your your gulps are bigger. Yeah, Matt, Matt is rocking the Erdinger uh, stein and uh, in, in honour <laughs> so of... Should we just admit to my stupidity? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, in honour of the Oktoberfest they attended and I am I am drinking out of uh, a New Zealand Hobbit <laughs> movie set one. Out of my love of the Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I should say that I actually bought this in England. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't get one in Germany. Ah. Um, because... We we accidentally got a seventy five euro taxi from the airport to the hotel, and after that, I was like, 
Right, it's just beer and food from now on. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> we're walking home. All, all the gifts, all the, um, the purchases, just like nope. that went out, went out the window. Um, and we got a four pound train back, which is quicker. <laughs> Do you want to give you a look, a couple of factoids on uh, on Paulina? Go on then. Okay, um, Paulina Brewery was founded in 1634. It even says so somewhere on the. Uh, it actually says so on the bottle itself. It's incredible when you think about it's it. Like, like we always talk time. about Guinness, but that was 1710 or something. No, no. Yeah, yeah. well, it was like 1710. Yeah. I think they had like their 300 year anniversary about a few years back. Yeah. And you know, I always thought that's got to be the oldest beer, and then you like got. Yeah. 1610 they like, didn't what, make a over, fuss about it like over 300 you're coming up to I say coming up to but like uh, nearly 400 years you know like, yeah yeah not bad god yeah. bless the monks not like the showy Irish yeah <laughs> 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 um, but uh, but Paul and a beer has a nice little tagline to go along with it it's regarded as the heaven of the Bavarians which thought's quite nice <laughs> yeah it does sound a bit like that's where good barbarians go to die. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad place to go. <laughs> yeah. I saw a quote about, you know, um, Hugh Hefner, and he's like, yeah. the only person alive who you can't say he's in a better place. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I do that. Um, I also do things about having the Bavarians. You know when they say, like, oh, that's like, and it's like almost like one of our set. It's not like a tagline. It's not on the thing. It's just like, it's regarded as... But I mean, is it regarded as by you, the company? You know, yeah. not like, like uh, just drinking it, going, oh, this really is the heaven of the Bavarians. It's like that. It's like, no, I think this kind of marketing ploy. You uh, really want that Umpa band? Yeah, yeah. I'm seriously, this whole thing would have been better if we'd have ordered them. Um, I said about so. um, the Umpa bands in Germany, we, like, as I said, me and my dad got there for, like, we were there at 12 o'clock. Yeah. And the conductor was drinking out of the biggest stein I've ever seen, and he would drink between after every single song, and they would be there for about six to eight hours. Yeah, genuinely, don't, I would yeah, love yeah. to see what he'd be like at the end of a shift. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, thanks, Fritz. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you, in the, you, see you in the morning. <laughs> your impression of the band itself or him throwing up. <laughs> kind of both. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, they're also, Paul and I have a really cool partnership with Bayern Munich. Um, the, well, some would argue the only German football team, you know, in the fact that they constantly win. I mean, there's lots of football teams in Germany, but yeah, Bayern the, Munich the, 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 big Nick, one. the big The big one. Yeah. Where we have a top six, they have a top one. Yeah. Maybe two, but most <laughs> of the time it's one. <laughs> German football's crazy, because anything like... Wolfsburg and like yeah. RB Leipzig RB Leipzig yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff it's like it's do you know what they say happens in German football you get this thing where like you know when you go to different countries and you like in Spain Real Madrid and Barcelona are always kind of there and things like that and uh, well, in England like I said you've got the top six or well, top four originally now it's top six and all this type of thing in German football they say you have a number one you have Bayern Munich and then you have this team that comes up out of nowhere and will sometimes win it and then inevitably get like knocked back in like five ten years time. Yeah. Because you know Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund now is the probably the big German team competing with Bayern Munich, and that was the exact same thing like ten years ago. They went up, they they really almost won the league. I don't think they did. Then they got relegated, and they, you know, and and you see it all the time. Wolfsburg they had, also, yeah, they had and Kaiserslautern, one. you know, yeah. those teams. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they had one that that did a Leicester, and then yeah. it was relegated within like four seasons. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Bremen, word of Bremen. Yeah, I don't know. There's quite a few, but anyway, pushing my football yeah. knowledge to the limit right now. <laughs> but they do, yes, as I said, they've got partnership with Bayern Munich and FC Bayern themselves make regular trips to the brewery. Not during the season, I can't imagine. Or maybe they probably do. I don't know. And they say a lot of it's the pre-season trips and off-season. Yeah, actually, things. I went past their stadium. Did you? The Allianz yeah, Arena. Very nice. Very isolated though, because it's kind of between the yeah. airport and the the city. So it's like it's kind of it's a bit like Old Trafford in the okay. like it's not really part of the actual That's city. The city yeah. On this sort of, not grotty, but just the outskirt area. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. You can have Paul and a beer at the stadium. So if you're watching a Bayern Munich game, you can get yourself a hot dog. Or not a hot dog, a bratwurst. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? They're hot dogs. Like I, I've had one and it was just a hot dog. I'm going to call them bratwurst. Though, yeah, because, like, do it, man. I get that. Just... Um, <laughs> Don't be disappointed when you go to Germany. I don't say that. I just say this. I went to Germany and I've eaten there as well. And then a different than just like a. Bear in mind, I'm thinking like a rollover hot dog or something like that. And yeah. It's a good yeah, it's proper yeah, sausage, it's, you know. It's a sausage in a bun. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very good one. 
Um, curry, did you have the curry first? No. And I keep being told, oh, I should have it. You should. But <laughs> I think it's like how people tell foreigners they need to have fish and chips. They do. I, <laughs> whereas I feel that... I have everything you hate. <laughs> they're all right, but I wouldn't call it like top. It's not even traditional German cuisine. No, it's just really good, though. Yeah, like, if, if you came to England and were told, you need to have the tikka masala, because that's our national dish. It's not really our national dish, is it? Like, no, roast, should... roast beef is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. That's so I had have. Wiener schnitzel, I had, you know, um, offal. Offal. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and my dad ordered, um, like, a meat oh, You mistakenly. Was... Oh, okay, well, okay. You, I, I say we mista- mistakenly, but yeah. I sort of kind of expected it and yeah. didn't care when it came, <laughs> and I ate say, it. Say mistakenly, we're both vegetarian, so it's very, <laughs> very awkward, but, you know, when in Europe and all that, yeah. <laughs> I don't want... A single person to think I am actually vegetarian, no, so let's yeah. just yeah, yeah. I ate awful happily. Yes. <laughs> um, the yeah, so no, like I said, I think that's quite a cool thing that you can go to the stadium and do that. Uh, Paul and Adir itself is named after Francis of Paula, uh, P A O L A, thus obviously the Paul, um, who was a founder of the mendicant order. I didn't go into too much because you know when you start clicking on things yeah, and I was like, don't, yeah. that's it and I'm literally just telling you about Christian sects of the 1600s but that... sects sects <laughs> yeah well, that's actually, a whole I... other loop <laughs> he did say porn and it did kind of sound like porn tent <laughs> so I let that one let that one slide don't <laughs> I don't like I don't want to think anyone to think that I went to Germany with my dad went to a porn <laughs> tent <laughs> whilst, no, I, whilst and... I was left at home looking up Christian sex <laughs> We we um we were coming back from a pub and we accidentally went through the red light district. Oh, did you? Well, I didn't even know there was a red light district. No, yeah. And there was like a bunch Pro- of um, I don't know if they were prostitutes or yeah. strippers, um, but they were like pulling, trying to pull people really? into yeah. the thing, and we did not get pulled in. Like, um, thank Christ. I'm quite, isn't prostitution legal in Germany? I remember they yeah. they, they um, yeah. changed the law like I don't. I think ago. you've got to have in a brothel. Yeah. So yeah, no, they right. can literally pull you in off the street, but they yeah. can't meet you on the street. Right, I see. Okay. Um, I just know that from a documentary. <laughs> Me and my dad went to an Irish <laughs> pub and we went home. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. So uh, and just read Christian sex articles on Wikipedia for hours. <laughs> um, normal father son relationship. <laughs> it was. It was just normal. That was it. it was just normal. <laughs> um, we've. How was your trip to October? It was normal, normal. aggressively normal. <laughs> I just said no. I don't anything which crazy happened. Nothing. Oh, that's exactly nothing. Nothing crazy happened. Um, yeah, the one of the cool things. Well, one of the reasons, obviously, we're drinking the Paul and a beer, which is an Oktoberfest beer, which is one of the beers that Matt had at Oktoberfest, is that it is in the esteemed collection of breweries that can actually provide Oktoberfest beer. So there are only six breweries allowed to produce. Oktoberfest beer, and they obviously have to conform to the Reinheitsgebot, which we talked about earlier in a few podcasts about the purity law, yeah. gem purity law. I think you should have just said that. <laughs> yeah, but Reinheitsgebot, it sounds pretty cool. And trying to breath it. a lot better than you saying it than me trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> porn tent. <laughs> porn tent. <laughs> the porn tent. They law. must conform to the porn tent. Um, and they and it has to have been brewed within the city limits of Munich. Um, so those are kind of part of the factors which, which get involved around who can provide it. I actually went to quite... Uh, no, I said quite a few. I went to two of the main brewery... Because I like brewery slash beer halls. Yeah. And I went to the... Um, uh, what was the Al- Augsburg? Augsburg, yeah, Augsburg, yeah, yeah. And I went to the Hoffenbrau House. Oh, okay. Um, which I think does... Um, Combined with the, um, oh, was the one beginning with L. Oh, sorry, Augustiner. Sorry, Augustiner. That's, That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, that one. It, like the, the the thing with Munich, it's a bit like um, Brussels and a load of and Paris and all that. You've got like the really historic centre, and then yeah. it's like the business. It's not like London. London, where it's everything's mixed up together, which is why I love London. But we're, you know, in this, it's the typical European city where you've got it in the middles, really. Like nice buildings, and on the outside it's a bit grottier, and you'll have like the business district yeah, and yeah. the um, out. You're gonna have to have this one again. <laughs> Augustiner. Augustiner Brewery is right <coughs> in the business district, so it's really yeah. near the the central train station. There's big skyscrapers, and me and my dad were like looking for it on our last day, and I made him walk for about 
four hours. Like yeah. we hit like twenty thousand steps that day, and he we, he was just like we'd left the old town part far far behind, and we, it was just like seriously, where is this place? And we, you get there, and honestly, on the one side you've got this massive skyscraper, mm. which is like the most modern German design. And then the other, you've just got this beer hall that's been around for, you know, 400 years. Yeah. And it's in like, it looks like it's in a forest. They've got this massive area around it. It's like yeah. all the big trees and all that sort of stuff. And it was just, and you get in there and you like, look at it and the hall's been unchanged for hundreds really? of years. Yeah. They've got like, um, uh, you know, the signs of the Zodiac uh, on the oh, roof. It yeah. was just stunning. It was so, like, um, it was so impressive and... Mm. The, the, um, is it like sorry, is it like a like a listed like do you know like a listed building yeah it must be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah but yeah. It, the thing is it's just still functional yeah um, which you know you German get, like, efficiency they're not yeah. thinking for now <laughs> they're thinking for three hundred years not, in the not there too much. it's just some benches <laughs> but no it is absolutely yeah. beautiful and they've got like um, reeves of hops all over the place wow. um, but the the other one um, that I went to the Hoffenbrau House. Uh, that's probably the bet, but that's much more touristy because not their fault. It's just tourists love it, so it was packed out at like eleven a.m. Yeah. when me and my dad <laughs> arrived on the next day. <laughs> um, but yeah, just those, so those breweries are like they're incredible. Um, yeah, I think like what happens is you've got the historic brewery, and then you they most of the time if you read into it, they've actually moved the the, the real brewery out because it's got yeah. too big. Okay. So like, I think. They must be inside the city limits, but I think there's the historic beer house, which is theirs, yeah, which is where the brewery used to be, and I'm sure that they've they've got like the actual breweries like house. House. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 still probably in the limits yeah so. no totally well they have to be yes. absolutely yeah um the uh, so the six breweries or the six brewers breweries that can provide Oktoberfest beer are Augustina Brau, which you just mentioned um Hackershaw Brau. Uh, low and brow, which we drank. Uh, low and brow before. I think the one the hacker. That's probably the hacker one I'm sure. about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, pa- uh, Paulina, which we're drinking at the moment. Spartan brow, Spartan beer, which last, last week, which is last week's one, and Start Lakes Hofbrau Munchen, which the Hof. Yeah. You're gonna be so relieved when it's like next week and it's like Buxton Brewery. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Just give it. To... Let me just pronounce this beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And there's something cool about the German language. Yeah, you know? like, um, I do, like I was just saying to you off air, weren't it's I? Like, <laughs> umlauts and schlosses. <laughs> I love them both. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, so those are the, those are the only breweries that can do uh, the the beer there, and a lot of them as well. They make obviously specifically for this uh, for the festival. And I was talking about this one earlier, wasn't it? Is it Mal's Malzen? So Mal- yeah, so German for March. Yes, which is basically meaning when they brew this type of stuff, they brew it in late spring, um, basically for Oktoberfest, and they give it a lower alcohol content um, because basically it's not going to be sitting around for Yeah, so I think long. traditionally they made it in winter, like yeah. a regular beer, and it was a much darker beer, and then they'd make that... So you know when you have your, your dunkel... Dunkel, Dunkel, yeah. um, your dark, yeah. bit, dark German beers. Yeah. Those would be like made in winter, and they'd be higher alcohol, so they could last longer. And also, the darker beer would probably last longer, in the same way that dark bottles last yeah. longer than clear bottles. That you know, I said that with such confidence, and then as I was saying it again. That sounds like absolute pseudoscience. <laughs> I was going to say bollocks, I was like, nope, we're nope. swearing less today. Absolutely, there we go. <laughs> no more bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, so October Oktoberfest itself it runs for sixteen days. Um, it is a uh, regard. It's referred to in German as Weissen, um, which is uh, Wikipedia nicely informs me a colloquial term for fairgrounds. And there is a fair there. That's like you don't realise it until you're actually there. But yeah. it's I'd say seventy percent fair. No, because like but like in terms of what takes up the space, maybe about sixty percent fair, forty percent beer tents. Yeah. Like, yeah. And a lot of people, like, there's loads of school kids there, and when me, and my, me and my dad sort of hadn't really twigged. We're like, why would you take an eight-year-old to Oktoberfest? Yeah. And then you go, well, actually, you know, there's, like, it's a fairground, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which happens... I also, think, is it also selling beer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, when the English do the copies, like, I think that, um, what's the big thing in the With, uh, Winter, Winter Wonderland. Wonderland. That is, in a way, kind of more representative, which sounds crazy. Like, you can just have a bit, uh, German beer there. Yeah. Um, but it's also a, it's a fairground yeah. which has lots of beer. 
You just got to look for it, people. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I found it. Well, we, me and uh, Charlotte went to Winter Wonderland a couple of years ago, and then we went to a. Uh, it's called like the Ice Palace or something like that, and it was all it was really cool. There were all these like frozen. Um, oh, there's a better word for frozen statues, but do you know what I mean? Uh, what they called um, sculptures, sculptures, ice sculptures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like kind of going around. It was really cool, but obviously dead freezing so we need to go up into a place into some, somewhere just kind of warm up and we found like a wooden it was like a double story German wooden um, yeah me and my mate uh, my house housey mate Tim yeah. we, I think it sounds crazy but we got tricked to go there because ah. um, uh, this was when I was personal training in central London and one of the other personal trainers had said oh yeah I'm organising a big thing we'll all meet at Winter Wonderland um, and <laughs> he never turned up and when we called him he went I'm not going there that's for, and then he used an insulting and derogatory term. Which, which you would never use. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> that's insensitive. And also, you made us wait for three hours in Winter Wonderland. Yeah. We never got past the German beer. Did we you walked not, in yeah. there and just stayed there for three hours. It's pretty good, yeah. But I went and had a log fire. It was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was insanely impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, just to give you a scope of the amount of alcohol that is consumed at Oktoberfest, 7.7 million litres were drunk or served in 2013. Quite a lot of beer. That's an odd statistic not to have been updated. I know, oh, it's just the last one, but... Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my laziness. So Come on, nerds. Well, yeah. um, and then just real quick... No, it's your laziness. You can't, like... I, I didn't expect you to do a straw poll in 2016. No. <laughs> that would be... No, because I'm still waiting for the report cards to come back. <laughs> Three? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, we have to go. Well, they doubled the 7.7 million litres. Good bless you. I regret funding this research. <laughs> um, it was uh, originally, originally, originally founded in October 1810 when Prince Ludwig married Therese something, 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 because it was a really long name and didn't bother writing it down. Um, but the, the point Saxony of it... Saxony something. Yeah. Hertz yeah, something. Leave it. Leave it. Um, like the, you did. That was sensible. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, what they did for it though was it was a chance for the public to share in their mallet in their marriage. So they kind of did this kind of festival. You can almost say to say, come on in, and you know, and so a bunch of Bavarians all turned out, and obviously everybody had a couple of drinks, things like that as well. And then they did it as like an annual thing. They were like, hey, why not? And it was only in eighteen eighteen when it officially came about, like the the beer drinking in the yeah. fairground and things like that as well. It's like it wasn't even Germany at that point. Yeah. it was just Bavaria. So yeah, they'd actually fought on. I think mean, well, 1810 they'd have been on Napoleon's side and then 1818 they were like against Napoleon yeah well, he was already in prison by then but yeah it's an interest that eight year period is yeah. actually very like interesting in that they would have completely changed everything they'd mm-hmm. have been part of I think probably part of Prussia by then I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry I just returned from the room <laughs> That was it. Sorry, right, this is beer, bicep, <laughs> and weird German history. And 1800 history. From some Bernard Cornwell books I read <laughs> 10 years ago. It is one of those sorts of things. German history, I am sure, is. Well, it is fascinating. But it's not it's what just, the people came no, from. No, it and is. I apologise for that. That's guys. where you can go to Matt's sub. <laughs> sub podcast which will be Bavarian which will be history. brought solely by his own with a very bland name of Bavarian history. Listen, please. <laughs> 1800 to 1808. <laughs> <laughs> With the first episode entitled January you know what 1st. I'd, I'd say um, by, Matthew, uh, by Matt Smith, and then I'd put a picture up of the Doctor Who actor just to yeah. reel him in. Yeah. A classic bait and switch. Classic. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is going to be really interesting. He must be a really cool guy. And it's like, in 1800. <laughs> this is <laughs> uh, yeah, In fact, why call it my own history? Call it my time as the Doctor. <laughs> Did they not get him also mixed up as the Oldham striker who scored against Liverpool yeah, in good, the good, FA Cup? Didn't he also play for Leeds or something? Uh, I think he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was Oldham. It was Oldham. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I remember. Uh. Yeah. Um, any chance to mention Oldham Athletic in a, in a podcast? Any podcast. Know. There's also um, an ITV sports correspondent called Matt Smith. Yeah? Yeah, so... <laughs> any of those will be the power to bring yeah. bring the punters in. <laughs> Once they're in, they're locked in. You, yeah. can't, you can't exit a podcast early, can you? No. no, 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 no. Once you're in, you're in. That probably explains our numbers. <laughs> Absolutely, there you go. So, um... An inability to leave. <laughs> uh, if you can ever find... Oh, well, like I said, Paul and, uh, Paul and the Beers, you should be able to find... Um, Octoberfest beers 
maybe not might be a little bit more difficult. Not impossible, don't get me wrong, but like more difficult to track down. But to a lot be of honest, find most places. The Oktoberfest special beer is great, but yeah. then so are their regular beers. Um, I'll tell you what, London-based people, um, Munich Cricket Club, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cats and Jammers, and uh, there's what I think it's called something like the German Gymnasium or something like that. It's yeah. like next to King's Cross Station. Uh, do I remember? I I only notice it because um, when I was in Cats and Jammers, this, uh, this legend from Liverpool who just comes down for the weekend to get trashed in um, Cats and Jammers. Oh really? Yeah. Um, he just sort of uh, like told me about this place. Um, but it's uh, it's right next to King's Cross Station, so you've got that one. Yeah. You've got Cats and Jammers, which is near London Bridge. Yeah. And then you've got um, Munich Cricket Club, which is near Tower it? Bridge. I don't know. Oh, that's uh, well. It's around that kind of way. Yeah. This and Pools, basically. London Bridge Pools Station, Pools. isn't it? Yeah. 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 And then um, uh, Munich Cricket Clubs near. Um, that's Victoria. what you just said. Oh, is that yeah, the one yeah, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's like well, that's where I go. So I got some. Yeah. Well, from there. You, you could probably. It's probably in the middle of the two. Yeah. Or there you go. more likely, right next to your station and a fifteen minute walk from mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All yeah. I'm saying is that I got off a of Victoria. <laughs> so um So yeah, check yes. those out because they're not quite like being in Germany. Yeah. But then Munich Cricket Club in particular is damn good fun. We've talked about it in the past. Yeah. Um Jammers I just I love and um I haven't been to the other one, but yeah. apparently it's fancier. So mm. if you think you're fancier than I am which, Which it really does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then yes, I yeah. would go to that one. Um, so, but where um, at least jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Concluding our first order of business as dictators of the United Kingdom, uh, that is the beer finished. So moving roundly on to our second, um, some would argue that we probably should have done this first. Do you know but, what? I thought we were going to, no, but then you just you executively decided, and I liked it. I was I like, I like, I like this the is, power. This is what voice. power does yeah. to me. But now we're going to move on to fixing... This is never going to be a power share, is it? It's, no. It's going to be... We take over to... I'm constantly power-grabbing. Then, then you'll, like, rename Liverpool into North London, yeah. and I'll be like, if she has a good idea, it's like, I don't know, Matt, are you wearing the crown? <laughs> exactly. Is your face on the stamp? I'll be like, yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> because... It feels weird that the first thing you did was put your face on the yeah. stamp. <laughs> so, uh, well, what, yes, what we're going to do is we're going to fix this nation's health problem because um, it's it was my originally my first order of business. It's now my second order of business because I've had beer in me. So we need to get this done, and we need to get this done tonight. <laughs> so, Matthew, as my chief advisor, because that's power grabbing. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've already been downgraded. <laughs> yeah, you're getting that. Hey, you know, wipe, wipe that look off your face. You're going to be slave boy in no time to. You'll just be a. a... Now, that is a drop. <laughs> Bust you From co leader to chief advisor. No one ever, to no one ever said co leader. <laughs> um, so. If I remember correctly, this was all my own. <laughs> I don't know how, but you managed to take over in that. <laughs> Constant power grabbing. Give me a good idea, Matthew, on yeah. what we are so, going to like, do. I'll, I'll explain what we were thinking of. Was In our last few podcasts, which have been incredible, by the way, um, we've kind of been focusing on small and, Todd would say, boring issues <laughs> that I find really interesting. So we thought we'd tackle over this week and next week a bit more... Um, sort of global issues like the bigger the bigger topics and I thought they'd probably be more interesting and um, yeah like we could probably have more of a debate over it um, except that we essentially agreed on every point <laughs> there's quite a few in there but yeah, yeah. so go on, no, go on. Well, give, me, give me one of the your first, uh, the first one, one of your we ways. thought of was yeah. um, making food technology compulsory and this came from you saying it that did. did you take it at school? I wanted to take it at school <laughs> can I tell you the story of what I wanted to do with because at school, you had design technology or DT, basically. Yeah, so you had that or sewing or it was, woodwork. It was textiles, woodwork, electronics, or or um, or cooking. And I said I wanted to do cooking, and they said it was oversubscribed. It wasn't oversubscribed. There was only one cooking teacher, which seems mental, and that had, like, 20 people in or something like that. So they said, you have to do the other three. And I said, well, I know myself. I'm rubbish at woodwork and things like that. And it just didn't interest me. Um, electronics... 
it's just best I stay as far away from electricity as I can. And um, and very finally... He says yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I'm behind a soundproof. <laughs> With a microphone just coming out to kind of talk from it. Um, and then the last one was textiles, which I uh, really did not want to do because I don't sew or anything like that. And I got thrown into the textiles class where basically I had to sit around and do things without um, uh, sewing machines. Just have an and image of you and, and like... 16 bikini babies. <laughs> it was who general, are all for there some was, reason 18. <laughs> the only, there was like there were three three boys I would say in that class of about 27 and like again the other two were generally regarded as people who just simply didn't submit an application for anything and were just thrown into a class you know and would wouldn't do anything as well and I could I just always remember it it was like these types of moments where the teacher would obviously go pick on yourself because the boy and he'd have to say I don't care like like I, I said about 50 times like but you, you know you're not going to get your grades for that I was like I don't want my grades for this because I hate this class and I really would like to be doing some cooking right now well, I had because... to figure whilst you were doing that I was making spring rolls and just loving yes. life <laughs> you did protect yes oh. and I happily did it yeah and it was that sort of thing that got me into ex- experimenting with cooking I follow recipes it's not yeah. experimenting but you know I've always liked yeah. cooking and you know, my dad didn't do food technology, but he's always liked cooking. But the point we were making was that food technology yeah. teaches you how to cook, and there are so many people we know yeah. who don't know how to cook. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the main point from it as well is that we're saying that you can get these types of... Well, like I said, to me, textiles as a subject was completely useless because I was never ever going to utilise that knowledge. Not out of the and fact the that thing. I don't think it's a uh, a bad subject, it's just not something which I find interesting. Do you know what it is? Cooking it's irrelevant. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, that sounds harsh. But cloves are so cheap, thanks to the third world, that <laughs> I wouldn't, no, it is cheaper, I, I it's cheaper to replace your clothes yeah. than redo them. And it is. And it's yeah, a, but I wouldn't say it's irrelevant. I, I would never go as far as calling any form of subject irrelevant. I think it, honestly... It's always a good skill to have. You know, you could be... Um, but it's mostly a hobby. You could be... In a, like, and that's not, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But it's not... Like, 50, 60 years ago, textiles was an actual job. Like, you know, you, you yeah. could go into the textile industry quite well. Now, whilst there are still jobs about, it's, you know, how many people do you know who work in textiles? Yeah. I know zero. And it's the same thing with... 50. No. <laughs> Damn it, Tom. Yeah. It's the same thing with woodwork and, to a lesser extent, electronics. They are very niche subjects, yeah. but they were kind of given with a, well, it's either that or learning how to cook. Everyone needs to cook. Everyone yeah. needs to learn to cook. Like, we don't live in the 50s where the wife does all the cooking. Yeah. Otherwise, my dad would have starved to death. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, um, it's... Well, I, I was cooking dinner today for Charlotte as well, and she came over just as I was cutting up the chicken to turn it to ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> my mum no, always... No, it's not says, um, When they both retired, um, yeah. she, she got very used to my dad cooking. Because my dad... I don't know if he likes to cook in the, you know, it's like, oh, I can't wait to cook lunch. You yeah. know, it's more that, but he enjoys the process whilst he's doing it. So it makes sense that he cooks. But she said she got to the point where one time it was 12 o'clock and she was sitting at the table with knife and fork <laughs> and she just went, this is not right. <laughs> like a Pavlovian response yeah, yeah, yeah. to at 12 o'clock on the top, <laughs> sitting there holding a knife and fork. <laughs> Did you like start like yeah? It was like it was ten minutes late, but she started it. Like, oh, wow. I like to think she just banged them against the table until my dad brought the food. But, but yeah, no, I think like, so yeah, the, the the other subjects are yeah. are niche subjects, which I can see. You know, I I do know a couple of people who got into carpentry. Yeah, but they're you know like that's basically if you want to do woodwork, the only time you'll need that is if you go for a job in woodwork. Yeah, yeah. Same with textiles. Really, although I know a lot of people who enjoy knitting, and yeah. you know, that's fair enough. But again, that's a hobby. I, you know, and sewing and cross stitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the reason we would say to put food technology as a compulsory order is the fact, like you said, everybody should do that one. Like I always say, with anything to do with money, um, because like I knew zero about money until I've done a a job which is based around yeah. money. And when you realise the types of things that you really should be learning at, oh, I don't know, the age when I'm just about to get. Like, just before I get money, you know, it's like, it'd be really good to know that. Instead of just half-assing your way through the, the thing. Is, it, the thing is, I know myself, and I do really need them. They are really important, but I can just totally see myself in a money class just pissing that, about you know like I did at religious actually, education. No, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> no, you're going to, like, I, there's an argument back then that I would have mucked around in cooking class as well. I mean, I wouldn't because I wanted to do it, but... I want to take a spider for a day in a cooking class. <laughs> 
So you can't decide that. But, like, the, still learn to cook. I, I can't regard that, but, like I said, none of these measures would be able to, although in my eyes it would fix it, because we would obviously then give them a test, and if they failed that test, we would exterminate them, because we don't need them in this country. But, <laughs> but... Yeah. Exterminate the fat, salt it. Done. Yeah. Let's just yeah. drink more beer. <laughs> Stop drinking so much beer, Tommy. Uh, yeah, but like you, th- those types, it, like it should be something there for you because I mean, I didn't like science, I didn't like textiles, I didn't like things like that, but there are still things which I are in the recesses of my mind that I remember. Do you know what I mean? So it's like there's, it's doing something. Yeah. So yes, I understand. I think I would have put in PE as a compulsory, but I know there are so many people that absolutely hated it, Ooh. and it actually put them off. I, I don't feel that's right to put it in. I was in the class of the fat kids when we um, did. Why was there a class of fat kids? It wasn't a class of fat. No, it wasn't a class of fat kids. But I brandished it the class of fat kids. Oh, okay. Because when you had a choice at school, you could choose. Had an image of some scales. (laughs) You could choose um, uh, sports science as a as a you know subject, and then you were also given a choice of uh, religious studies, RE, or you know, or um, PE. And if you did PE, you would do an hour and a half. Uh, no, it was like no, it was like two or three lessons or something like that. And if you chose RE as a subject, then you would you had to do like something like one lesson a week or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously you got to do some physical exercise. So it was basically all the fat people who were going like I don't want to do this minimum. Why did you pick? Not I didn't want to do sports science because I think I no no because no, there difference. was sports science and then there was yeah. PE as a sort I didn't of... like a lot of people doing PE oh, and also that's a shame. yeah the kind of time I was like I'd be interested in just doing because studies like and see what's less about. religious education yeah. would be better yeah, I enjoyed it but it also means that I once watched um, the Fellowship of the Ring in a, a religious education <laughs> class Did and, you? I, and at the time I just went. What has this got yeah, you yeah. know because there I is mean, a case there is a case yeah. that religion yeah. sort of like influenced Tolkien's work and I could get that but that was never discussed it was just play <laughs> I mean it's Jack Johnson one of the guys who was doing a talk and it included a video from the Matrix um, and like how um uh, Neo was regarded as the one, and like that. Did know, he actually expand on the well. point? Though? No, well, yeah, he, kind of, well, watch, he kind of showed that all up. Start talking. No, 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 it was only a scene to yeah, yeah. go along about it, and then say this is what it was kind of going for, and then talk about Chrissy Allen. But all I could think about was I really need to go back <laughs> and watch The Matrix right now because it's such a good film. And it is a good film. You're um, just saying that, and I know what you're going to do when you get back. And now, even as <laughs> the thing is, it's one of those sorts of things. Is as I'm saying it, I'm going, oh man. <laughs> I can do kung fu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So next order of business: food technology is in. It's compulsory. You've you've swooned me, um, <laughs> second advisor. <laughs> but um, give me another one. What else well, do we need to do? Yeah. Well, basically, we wrote all these down, so we're just going through them. But the second one. No, was... no, no. I am demanding them. I'm um, demanding yeah, ideas from you. We're as still in this fancy world. We are. <laughs> um, Thanks for bad listening. Instead, <laughs> yeah. we're just reading from a book. <laughs> uh, make ready meals. Better. Expand! <laughs> right, um, the main issue for most people, other than not being able to cook, which mm. was kind of the point of the food thing, most people, a lot of people don't know how to cook, which means how can you make yourself a healthy meal? Yes. Um, but a lot of people don't have time anyway. Yeah. So, ready meals, um, and and to be fair, they've got better. They've got a lot better. A lot better. But you're still in the situation where you go to Iceland, and and I go to Iceland lots, because there, there is yeah. some really good stuff, and Iceland have stepped up their game but most of the stuff is just ridiculous it's too you know the, the ingredients are too cheap they're too rubbish yep. you know, there's not enough health in there and there are ways that a government could stop that happening you know there are certain you could regulate oh if you're going to do a ready meal it needs to be within this calorie target and it needs to have this amount of protein like people will argue but We'll silence them. Exactly. <laughs> but better and more affordable... You my new death orders yeah. seem to be coming through. <laughs> the thing is, like, technology is getting so fast that things that you say, oh, yeah, that was not possible, that's getting to be bollocks. You know, we're yeah. getting synthetic meat is starting to happen. You know, can you imagine how cheap meat is going to be when, you know, we can create it in a lab yeah. en masse and we don't need to, you know, have 18 acres of... Mm. fields full of cows you know whatever like or how rich the companies can by, be by doing that and then continually selling it at the normal prices yeah. well that's why <laughs> that's why we took over exactly it was like a, it was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a tidal wave of angry meat synthetic yeah. meat eaters <laughs> but anyway you know like there are ways to do it and that would be definitely one of them because 
People are never going, you know, people are getting lazier because we're allowing, you know, we're allowed to, you know, um, a hundred years ago, you couldn't get ready meals. You had to cook. So, and you, mm. you didn't get massive amounts of cheap food. So you had to make it quite <coughs> healthy. You know, meat, yeah. I think we eat like 10 times more meat than we ate like, you know, a hundred years ago. Okay. That is a made up number, but no, the idea is we eat a lot more, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because they didn't have that option. We have got too many options now, but with ready meals... It's something where we could actually go, no, we need to regulate this, we need yeah. to improve them, and we need to make them much more accessible and lots of price ranges. That's something we do. Totally. All right, it's in. Third point? Yeah. I thought, you know, we no, could wait, just... We let could... me ask this. What's the third point, Matthew? No, I was going to say, because yeah. the third point was your point, so... Okay, I have a point today. <laughs> it's so natural. That's what I like about our podcast. <laughs> My point then, uh, well, this just came to me. Yeah. I didn't even write it down or anything. Um, TV chefs... <laughs> <laughs> TV chefs who can actually help. And what I mean by that is in the modern day of cookery programmes that I watch... I ever put out here, I don't like watching cookery programmes. We've got too much up our own arse. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> I think, yeah, it, we pretty much have, haven't we? Because, I, I mean, you get things like... Uh, I don't know... Uh, Jamie Oliver, uh, who's one you hate? Joe Wicks. I don't hate him. I, I have a mixed he's, relationship. He's, he's a, yes, Joe Wicks is the one you have yeah. a mixed relationship. Um, I'm just trying to think. But in this, no, in this example, I think Joe Wicks absolutely smashed it out of the okay. park. Yeah, yeah. Because he made meals in yeah. 15 seconds of video that you could just make. Well, my other thoughts. They like, weren't Nigel meals, Lawson and uh, yeah. Heston Blumenthal and, and Gordon Ramsay, all these types of people. It's, they're very, very good cooks. Yeah. Nothing against In fact, there's, your there's, there's nothing your... wrong with what they're doing at all. No, no, no. It's there's nothing not wrong with your craft and skill, exactly. You know, when you're when you're very good at cooking, or as in if you're good at cooking and then you've got this guy who can met like some of Heston Blumenthal's stuff are I mean so well far of his own ass, but at the same time very, very I had cool. one of his mince pies from Waitrose and it was just like none of the ingredients you'd expect in a yeah. mince pie. Was that again? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um But I also, whilst eating it, went, you know what? My Grand used to make them with like really thick pastry and then the stuff you get in a thing mm. and then cook them, bake them, and they were the best things in the world. Like, exactly, you know. and that's the, the, the point. But then I'm a simple man. No, no, but, <laughs> but a lot of us, a lot of us are in the fact that we just want simple stuff, and you know those kind of special ones are the types of treats and things that we make ourselves. But what you find is you've got all these TV programs and and cookery books, uh, and I mean I even looked up a recipe the other day for I can't remember what it was I was looking up. Um, uh, I was doing like just potato rusty, like a kind of like a just how to the hash browns American style. Yeah. Um, and it was like there was about fifteen different ingredients in each single different one, which you went, you don't actually. What I was really trying to find out with is how do I genuinely do it? And it's basically like pulverize the potatoes and like give it get through a grater, chuck it on the frying pan. Yeah. That's it. Do you the know thing what I mean? is, sometimes you I, want that's not that something I know. Stuff, but what we want yeah. is a Joe Wicks who actually knows his nutrition because yeah. Joe Wicks. Had, was so successful because he was making healthy meals that tasted really, really nice, and he simplified them to the point that everyone could do it. And he made, still is making, probably millions. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but my problem is that a lot of his information is stupid, and a lot of his foods are actually really high calorie. I looked at one he was doing like a burrito thing today, and I know because I've looked at the calories that. One of those big wraps is like three hundred calories on its own, like you know. Yeah. So it's not you're going to lose weight on that meal, um, but that simple sort of look. This is how you make a healthy meal, which is quite nice to eat. You know, it's four different vegetables. Why don't we have a chef that tells us how to make delicious vegetables? Or yeah. you know, yeah. like a meal that actually we do care about the calories. They never care about the calories. No. Jamie Oliver. We'll probably go for about half a bottle of olive oil in his things. The it's amount of times twenty uh, calories yeah. a spoon, and you <laughs> could probably set it off. I watch, <laughs> yeah, I, I watch Jamie Oliver or anything like that, and like I do, I like the way he cooks sometimes. Where he's like, you know, is in it doesn't need to be. You know, Delia Smith is a good old classic. Three of these, one of them, two of them, boom. Whereas Jamie was a bit more like chuck a bit of this in, chuck a bit of that. But yeah, you watch him go like right, get some olive oil and just bang that in the pan. You are like. When you see stopping with the olive oil and it's just like pour that <laughs> half a thing to it. Well, yeah, the Homer Simpson one when he's doing and the barbecue he's the one and stuff. And... Who went for went on about children's health and all exactly. that? And he's making meals that are prob- you know he's not even yeah. accounting for the calories. He doesn't care. He's just making it as delicious as possible. Which, as a chef, fair enough. But if you're a healthy chef and you're talking about being healthy, 
make your food healthy. Yeah. And half a bottle of olive oil, bottle of olive oil per meal is yeah. not healthy. It's you know you're probably looking at about a thousand calories per meal. Yeah. It's insane. So what we're after is a straightforward cooking. And I mean, what, what I want you guys to imagine is Joe Wicks, but we've got no. guns to his head. Joe Wicks. What I want you to imagine is like your mum or your dad or your um, I don't know carer or anything like that as well who just made a roast dinner on a Sunday or just would make I don't know, spaghetti bolognese. Do we still have a gun to their head? Because I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. This is my. You're not supposed to be comfortable with anything. Right? I'm down another level. Third lieutenant. <laughs> But, you know, it's that type of thing where I need a cooking book that says, this is how you basically do it. I need someone showing me, this is how you basically do it. Because I still look up stupid things now, you know. I can't even think one off the top of my head, but just little bits where you're like, I should know that, you know, but I, I'm not 100% sure, so I need to have a quick check on as well. I remember the first time I made an omelette. I know making an omelette is really easy, but I still have to kind of go, how do I actually... And then look at it and go, right, okay, I've got it now. I, you know, I understand, I can, I can get that on my head. But that type of thing where if I was watching that on the TV, I'd go... Oh, I've got that now. And then I can start to watch the cooler things right. where make a trizzo omelette, make a whatever one and turn it into So, so far we've got food technology yep. compulsory, um, make ready meals better. Yep. Um, <laughs> make ready meals better again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, classic Donald Trump. <laughs> that was the slogan he should have gone for. But I mean, I guess, hey, he's in power. <laughs> Um, government-controlled TV chefs. Yeah. <laughs> we are really turning this into a dictatorship. Well, I did fun. say we have seized power, so... Uh, yeah. um, our next one I thought was um, automatic calorie totals on fast food menus. Could so, you, yeah. You know, if you've been into a McDonald's, um, shame! <laughs> no, if you've yeah, because I didn't do that today. <laughs> if you've been to a McDonald's um, these days, um, you can go in and you can put your order out on a computer mm-hmm. um, and it will... It'll add up your price for you, and then you just take the slip over to the McDonald's people. Can I actually tell you about the brilliance of McDonald's, which I did go... I, I'm not even lying, I did go in today, because I was just very hungry, and I wanted a McDonald's. See me. But anyway, I went in, and then... I might actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> went up to, like, the, the electric kiosk thing, and you put everything in for it, so I ordered my... Salad, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> with a, uh, I had uh, two buns and some meat with it as well. So it's very cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but all of it all, and then it came up with a thing where it said, "Would you like complimentary table service?" And I went, "Yes." And it was like, "Pick your zone." And I looked up, and then these zone bits. So when I was zone three, because that's where I was near, I sat down. I literally sat down, and about a minute later. A woman walked by and went, oh, you're order number 96. I'm like, yeah, she put them all down. So did you need any ketchup? I thought, well, no, I'm fine. Thanks, because yeah, enjoy your food. Did she check any identification to make sure you did order numbers? You got the receipt with the number. Oh, okay. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so, my plan would be, oh, what should we yes. do it? Or, just sit in yeah, seat. yeah. <laughs> no, no, because you got a zone. And then you know I would mean? say, yeah, I did order it. And then that guy stole my receipt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect crime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah so, so we're saying when you're at that thing... An automatic calorie total should come because yeah. people are much more careful with their food when they can see the calories come up. 100%. Like when you're doing like online shopping and you can see the price automatically updates as you do it. Mm. Um, and that should be, I, what I'm saying is that should be the same with everything. That should yeah. be like a, if you're going to serve people food, they need to know the calories. And that's starting to happen. Like the thing is. Well, you see it, I think this is, you see it a lot more on menus. Yeah, as in, and, and, and McDonald's have a big old nutrition chart do. on the on side. The side. <laughs> Whoever looks there, exactly, right? exactly, because it's, it's it's that main thing. You when you walk into a place, I, or like McDonald's as an example, you've either you either have in your 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 mind what you like a Big Mac meal or something, or you'll look up and you'll go, oh, that's the new yeah. big tasty meal or something like that as well. And they will have it on there, but in really small yeah. kind of number. Of it bits. should come out on the receipt. Just, you know, as you're updating it. Um, well, the, one of the ideas you had was on, like, on your electric register. Do you know when you can see it and it goes, that's the price. It says, yeah. like, or on your, um, when you, when you just play your contactless. Yeah. You know, £8.44, 900 calories. Yeah. Well, like, the thing is, like, I was doing an article yesterday on pizzas. So, you know, like a normal Domino's pizza, yeah. it's about eight slices. As you, this might go terribly wrong, but give me an estimate of how many calories you think would be in one slice out of those eight slices of pizza. Bear in mind that a lot of people eat all eight slices. One slice. One slice. 450 calories. 
It's actually 420 calories. Oh, it's so close. <laughs> that was a very educated <laughs> guess. I wouldn't expect most people to guess 420 calories, more than a normal meal per slice. But yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what it was. This is why I am in the position of power. <laughs> Pizza chef. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Just think about that for one second. Think yeah. you've ordered a pizza from Domino's and there's more calories in one slice of pizza than you'd normally have in an entire meal. Yeah. And who the hell Deffy didn't swear there. Yeah. There's no fucks there. No, no fucking way. <laughs> who the shit yeah. fucking eats only one slice of pizza? Yeah. You know, you eat two, three, four. So I was doing this article and I was saying, you know, like what I will do, I will give you the calories from the total pizza and then I'll do it for half a pizza mm. because that's sort of where you are. If you ordered a meat feast pizza, which, you know, isn't, it's actually one of the highest. Like, to be fair, that was like, you know, the extreme level. But it wasn't the highest. And it was like, imagine ordering that and then just having the whole pizza. Mm. So that's eight slices at 420 per slice. That is, Todd, help me out. It's like 3,000 well, calories. Eight slices of like 400, uh, and 3,200 3,320 uh, uh, 3, calories. Sure. I hope there are people with a calculator yeah. going, actually, it's 1,000. I think it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's pretty fa- You know, that's more than you're supposed to, than most people are supposed to eat in one and a half days. And it's just in a pizza. And that's before you even have the sides on. Oh, Todd, the sides. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, and, and all of this information is up on their website, to be fair, except Domino's, who... Could not find it on Domino's, but really Pizza not. Hut, yeah, yeah sneaky. But Pizza Hut, um, all this sort of stuff. Mm. And you know what? Even like the Pizza Express pizzas, which you'd think fancy yeah. pizzas, thinner slices, they were still coming in at like over a thousand calories per yeah. pizza. You can get the uh, what the other ones called the, the really really light. Ones. Yeah. To, to be honest, what I tried to do, I was, the whole article I did was to find the lightest pizza I could, and I couldn't find one mm. that was below nine hundred calories per pizza. Yeah, and it's just ridiculous. I always remember one of my favourite moments when I went out for dinner, not to with you, lunch or something like that with you, and we went into a kebab shop, and I think you got a shish kebab. Which is Almost a, always good, yeah. yeah, because I said grilled chicken and things like that was healthy. But again, the natural thing was he said, and serve with, what do you want, chips or rice? And you went, neither. And it's like, but it kind of comes with the meal, so you're going to have to. And you're like, well, no, because what you're adding on there is almost like the unhealthy... Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're eating a kebab. I which couldn't I've now have been found... that drunk whilst ordering No, 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 you weren't. Yeah, yeah, drunk you, Matt would have we, got think, both. <laughs> we went for lunch. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's things like that where I find, where I go into a lot of, uh, or whenever I go in, I don't know, I go into a lot of chicken shops and things like that as well. But you'll see something and go, oh, I'll get the, um, like, I don't know, chicken and rice or something like that as well. And it's like, it's grilled chicken with, in, like, in some rice as well. There was one I went to the other day, chicken and rice, meal deal with chips and drinks. I mean, chicken, rice and chips. It's now suddenly not that healthy, do you know what I mean? Or loads of those types of things do that with, and there's your add-ons. Yeah. Which, like you said, even with the Domino's one, you get your meal, but you can also get some chicken dippers and some potato yeah. skins. Fucking hell, yeah. Or some dog... Yeah, like, yeah. no, other than you, who fucking guessed it perfectly, <laughs> I really could have do if you saying, like, I don't know, 120 calories. That <laughs> I don't know, seven! <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> But, like, you know, most people would have no yeah. idea how many calories are in one slice of pizza. Yeah. And then it's like, you do, I, I've been doing, to be honest, I've had, like, nine articles on this subject, so. But, like, I was doing um, Chipotle, um, you know, like, the difference between, you know, doing a, trying to find the, yeah. the healthiest item on that. And it's just, you just add, like, you go, oh, what should I have, like, the hard corn taco or the soft taco? And most people, you'd think that's just a judgment call. But, actually, there's a hundred calories difference between yeah, the yeah. two. You know, it's it's a big difference. Yeah. And find you know, having those calories much more accessible and so that people get used to doing it. Yeah. People would complain. Like people always complain about this sort of stuff. But you get used to these things so fast. Like a smoking ban, you just got used to it. Yeah. Like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But let's we've still got quite a few left. Have we? No. No, that's it. <laughs> we've I thought got so. one more. Well, I I thought we had a lot more than this. No, no, but this didn't. last one is good. Yes. Um in fact it's very good timing, so yeah, yeah, we'll wrap up on this one. Yeah. Uh, As so, Luna, wrap up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look behind the, the curtain. <laughs> Our last one is unrealistic targets yes. that they give people. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I'm as bad as everyone because I always talk about hitting 10,000 steps. Have you ever actually tried to do that? What, hit 10,000 steps? Yeah. Mm, no. No. Well, Unless you don't mean yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because it's really, really difficult. Yeah. Like, 
most people hit probably about 700 steps a day, or, you know, if not less. And then to go, well, you know, all you have to do is hit 10,000 steps. It's unrealistic. Yeah. And these people, they, they, it makes them feel bad, you know, when they do try and go, oh, I only got 3,600 steps. Whereas actually, that's an achievement. Did you, not... get, did you get 1,000 more steps than you used, or yeah. 400 more steps yeah. than you used? that will add that. up over 52 weeks, yeah. you know. Um, so, like, <laughs> that pen distracts me so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Todd, Todd ruined the podcast by dropping his pen. <laughs> oh, I did not ruin anything. Continue, minion. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's an unrealistic target. Yeah. And it's not about resting on your laurels and go, oh, I've hit 3,000. But, you know, like, giving it going, why not aim for 3,000 and then look to build on it? Yeah. Um, the, the other one, the classic one is they had, you know, hit your five-a-day fruit and veg. They upgraded that to seven. Yeah. And then... Day. Then they they they, they did pre- previous administration, <laughs> <laughs> and then people are starting to talk about you need really need to be hitting twelve a day. Yeah, who hits twelve a day except for people who are actively trying to get as many fruit and veg in it anyway? Yeah, you know? if you're the twelve you know, grapes count. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why not. Yeah, <laughs> but like if you yeah. if you're like you know a lot of the clients I had when I was a personal trainer didn't eat any fruit and veg. You know. So saying, well, you'd be hitting 12 a day, it's just stupid. Yeah. Because nobody's going to hit that. Nobody. No. Like, if you hit five a day, you would live a good life. You'd, yeah. You'd have a- adequate health and all that sort of stuff. And people should be aiming for that. But they keep yeah. pushing that level up. Yeah. And sometimes... Eight just, glasses of water a day? Or was it five that, That's the thing, yeah. The, the, that one is the worst one because there's no science behind it. Like, the steps... I could, you know, give you loads of studies saying 10,000 steps a day makes massive differences. Um... Then there's, you know, adding fruit and vegetables, of course it's going to, you know, there's so many vitamins and minerals that, you know, most people are deficient in that, you know, eating a lot of that can help. And they're also very low calorie usually. But the water one is just a made up stat. It's, you know, it's a complete lie that's got no evidence and people just be, oh yeah, eight glasses of water a day. Again, have you tried drinking yeah. eight glasses of water a day? I have. Did I, I told you my story before I will regale this to the listeners. But I don't you did that on the podcast, did you? I didn't, no. Crack on, on, it was a good story. <laughs> I think i just finished college and I didn't have a job, so I was kind of unemployed for like a bit and was... was... <laughs> so, I'm, just, I'm just really concentrating on my hydration. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one of those stupid things I do this all the time and I was like, do you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, you know. Yeah. So that was one and I thought, do you know what? I looked up the... Uh, someone had said that, I think, about... I think we are in the pub or something and someone had said drink five glasses Probably of water a, <laughs> five pints of water a day so I thought I'm, I'm going to do that but because I haven't been drinking a lot of water over the last however, however I was 17 or 18 years of my life that I thought I'll double up and have 10 pints of water every single day just to see you know that I can make sure that I'll bring my health into order and I did that for about two months <laughs> yeah. that's quite impressive yeah and all I did was like just go to the loo a lot more <laughs> Like the clearest year ironically, in your life. <laughs> ironically, that probably boosted your step count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making it a healthy choice. But yeah, but there's just no evidence for it. But more people have died of overhydration than dehydration in the Western world in modern times. I'm not yeah, trying to say yeah. that people in Africa don't die of dehydration. No. But you know, the the thing about being dehydrated is you know when you're dehydrated, so you drink some water. Right? Yeah. You know, oh, I'm really thirsty. You better drink some water. That's your. That's the system working perfectly. No, totally. There was. There are actually times when people were afraid to be dehydrated. They're like, if you're dehydrated, that means that you've actually been. You know, if you feel thirsty, you've actually been dehydrated for an hour and a half. So you need to drink so you never feel thirsty, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And people were just drinking so much, yeah. and there was no benefit to it, and it was a stupid target anyway that people would feel bad about. Mm. And also, nobody like it's like, oh, you can't count tea or coffee or fruit juice, and it's like, of course you can. They're 90% water, every single one of them. Yeah. And strawberry flavoured ice cream. And so ends by degrees. <laughs> so we've agreed upon uh, five, five ways to make the UK a lot more healthier. One, food technology is going to be compulsory. Two, we're going to make ready meals a lot better. Three, TV chefs that can actually help us maybe... At gunpoint, maybe not. I don't know. There's a fine line and haven't worked out the paperwork yet. Everything's going to be at gunpoint. (laughs) Number four. All traffic lights. At gunpoint. At gunpoint. (laughs) Automatic calorie totals on fast food uh, menus and unrealistic targets to be banished from the land. And you know what? Tying into next week's podcast, 
re- uh, regulation on who can write about fitness and nutrition in the media because that is the title of next week's thing. We Although go. next week's title is actually a lot more snappy than that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one was why the media is always wrong about nutrition. Yeah, I liked that yeah, one. Yeah, that was much better. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about next week and it ties into this one yeah. because spoilers for next week but the media is one of the biggest Oh, right, okay. Rain it in. Rain it in, big boy. Rain it in. Okay. It's I called enticing them. <laughs> no, it's not. That's how you're going to repeat all this. It's called telling it all with them. Blowing all, all our ideas. In. Double podcast. <laughs> so, um, yes, absolutely. That is going to be our, our next order of business. We're going, to be, we're going to be discussing the media and nutrition because it's a very, very interesting subject. So we've all agreed on those points. Well, I have, and that's the main thing because I'm the power grabber of this one today. Um... <laughs> If you do have any other ideas, then feel free to chuck them onto our Facebook page, Beer and Biceps, or tweet us at Beer and Biceps Pod. Um, yeah, those are the main ways. Or also go on Instagram, just look at pictures and send us coded messages through there. Um, <laughs> we are, yeah, back next week, so continue to subscribe, continue to tell people, and give us some reviews as well, because the reviews always, always, always oh, help. And you know what? It's yep. the last podcast in my flat. It is indeed, we yeah, we are, we're week. moving out. Uh, we're moving out. I miss yeah. the, the drug dealers outside, yeah. and the single glazed windows, and the lack of a kitchen or bedroom door yeah. <laughs> they're all overrated in fact what? I've actually barred them from my uh, new autonomous society so uh, <laughs> there we go um, guys thank you very very much for listening may you all have a really good day or evening wherever you are like share and subscribe. all that type of stuff and subscribe love you all thank you very much okay bye bye